Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Commanding the Huddle. I am your host, Ryan Fowler. Excited to be joined today by TCU interior offensive lineman Willis Patrick, one of the premier guards in the 2024 NFL Draft. Willis, appreciate you joining me, man. I know this has been a busy last few weeks for you. Talk about how this pre-draft process has been so far for you. Uh, it's just been a blessing, man, uh, to be in this position right now. Uh, I try to never take it for granted. As busy as we get through this process, I take it day by day and just stay present and realize that uh, I prayed to be in this situation and I wouldn't have it any other way. Take me into these last few weeks for me, man. I know there's some probably some finer things in your game that you may be working on. Maybe it's your hands, maybe it's your feet a little bit, or even looking at a film study and different things you can look in yourself and self-scout. What are, what are some things maybe that you've been working on over these last few weeks as you work into the deeper portions of this pre-draft process? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always nitpicking myself. I'm pretty hard on myself. Uh, never satisfied. For me, uh, the biggest thing going into this pre-draft process was just uh, – trimming body fat and changing my body composition. And uh, right now uh, I'm down 20 pounds from where I was in the season uh, for the process and everything. And so I feel great physically. Uh, I know that was a big uh, question mark for me, just, you know, how I would change my body fat percentage and everything like that. So that's been the big part for me. Also, uh, just working on my hands, like you said, uh, hand leverage. I'm working with uh, Duke Miniweather, the, the best online trainer in the country by far, in my opinion. And so just my new things in my game that could take me from, you know, a good player to a great player. And that's what I'm striving to be. So just hand leverage in the run game, where to place my hands, how to displace people. Uh, I'm a mauler type of guy, but just cleaning up technique in my past game, uh, when to throw my hands, how to take different sets, uh, just switching up my sets and things that storage. Uh, Duke has been instrumental for that for me so far in this process. Absolutely, Willis. For those that weren't able to watch you at Jackson State or even way back at, at Angelo State or before you transferred yes, to Jackson State or your time at TCU in the Big 12, what are teams getting yes, in you both as a football player and a leader in the locker room? You know, uh, uh, a guy who just loves ball, just a smash football player who, who never gives up like you spoke on, uh, had to make a climb from Angelo State to Jackson State to TCU for my last year. Just a guy who who never gives up. A guy who, if a problem's presented to him, he's gonna find a, a find a way to get through that problem, fix that problem. And when it comes to football, I feel like there's nothing that I can't do or achieve. Uh, and that's not me saying that in a, in a cocky way at all. That's just a testament of just the the time and preparation and the love for the game that I have. If there's weak points in my game, which uh, you know, everybody has things they need to work on. I'm going to find those things. I'm going to be honest with myself, and I'm going to work at them every single day to get better at them. So a guy who's never satisfied, um, a guy who, who loves the game, who sacrificed so much to get in this position, and a guy who's just going to lead by example, uh, you know, coming in as a as a rookie guy. Like, a veteran's not going to want to, you know, hear a rookie just talk out of his neck all the time, you know, just coming in and earning the trust of my teammates and just busting my butt every day. Talk to me about your experience at Shrine. You had a hell of a week down in Frisco, Willis, and sure. conversation I've had with scouts today is, look, they're, they're, you're shuffling positional boards, which is a great thing. You had a hell of a week. Sure. But just talk to you about how that time was down in Frisco, competing with some of the best defensive talent in the country, and why, Willis, it was so important to accept that invite from Eric Alco and his staff to show up and compete. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank uh, Eric Galco and his staff for extending me that invite. Um, it was a great week for me. It was just you know, getting to meet the scouts face-to-face, uh, -face, meeting scouts, meeting team personnel and everything. I know the type of person I am and just, 
you know, able to have a, a good conversation and talk ball. And so I knew when uh, I was able to meet with those teams that I met with, um, I was going to be able to impress them just talking ball and just getting them to, to meet me as a person and, and knowing me off the field. Um, and so on the field practice-wise, it was just me wanting to just show some of those new things that I learned from from the combine prep and everything. Just, But above all, just, just being the guy who I am, just putting on tape further and further and more of, who I am, and that's being a dominant football player who just comes off the ball and, and plays hard and who just tries to vertically just place people off the ball and uh, also protect the quarterback. And, you know, I feel like I did a, a solid job at that uh, during the week. I, I, I wasn't satisfied with my performance, uh, but, you know, uh, just some feedback that I've heard from some teams and, and my agent, you know, just uh, I, I put good things on tape that week, but I, I'm still upset myself because I feel like I could have been way better. Yeah, look, it's never a bad thing, right? To always want to improve. I know you said it earlier, as far as nitpicking yourself, there's nothing ever wrong with that, Willis. Take take the layers off your game a little bit for me. I know you're someone that, like you said earlier, you, you do nitpick yourself and look for ways always to improve, but you also had a hell of a amount of success as well. If you don't want to say it, I'll say it for you. You're a hell of a football player within the interior. But when you look at your game and how you win pre-snap, is it different things that you focus on? Because offensive line, for those out there that have never played it, you know, for me, you know, I'm a I'm a 5'8", 170-pound guy. I didn't play offensive line, you know. So it's a very complicated position with a lot of stuff going on pre-snap and post-snap. What are some different things you may focus on as far as how you win a rep within the interior before his ball is ever snapped? It's honestly just film repetition and film study. Uh, and, you know, I've always been good at it, but once I got to TCU, uh, it just elevated just meeting guys like Andrew Coker and Brandon Coleman. We watch film together every single day after practice. And so uh, just different things that I've learned just as far as knowing where someone's going to go, knowing their tendencies or knowing where they're allowed to go within their defense. Like, uh, you just learn so much. And throughout this pre-draft process, you know, during the season I was good at, at learning – what people are doing based on the box, you know. Uh, but now I'm starting to learn throughout this pre-draft process what the back end is doing because that tells you a lot that's going to happen in the box, you know. Uh, if, a, if an outside linebacker has outside leverage, he can't really leave his zone if that safety's not there. But if you're looking to see if a, a, if a corner can come, if you're, if you're feeling cat blitz, you're looking to see if that safety's off that hash, uh, kind of hovering over towards that corner just – really studying that back end and seeing what they're doing because safety rotations play a lot into what we do in the box. And I really, you know, playing the game up until this point, really haven't looked that deep into it until right now in this process and everything and just learning the back end, learning coverage, just the difference between cover two, cover three, or or man, and and just how the defense is going to rotate and play within that because when you look at it, defenses give things away. I mean, in in, in the National Football League, obviously, teams are really good at disguising things, but... The more film you study and the, and the more you look at just leverages and just and just things of that sort, you you kind of get a cheat a cheat sheet in the way of of seeing what teams are going to do. And as far as like opponent wise, just studying their tendencies. How do they win? Uh, I know a, a lot of times people watch somebody on film and and see like, oh, okay, like what is he doing pre snap or something like that. For me, I want to see how they win. How do they get off the ball? If, if this guy's a pass rusher, what's his moves? If they see a hand swipe guy. Or is he a, a guy who's going to spin inside? Or is he a guy who's going to take you on to the bull rush? How does this guy like to win? And how can I negate that as a player? And so that's what I, I've really always studied. But just right now throughout this process, just learning the whole defense as a whole, that back end, what they're doing, safety rotations, uh, things of that sort. The more you know, the better. And so that's what I've been focusing on. 
100%, man. Look, are there guys that are maybe active or maybe inactive in the past that maybe you look at their tape a little bit in the NFL level to maybe you take some certain things maybe from their game, how they approach the run game or in pass pro, different things like that to where you add into your game as well? The biggest thing you have to, to look at is when you're studying a guy, it's easy for everybody to marvel at, at Trent Williams, but <laughs> right. it's also easy for us to have to realize a guy like me Trent is a freak of nature. I, I, I'm a great athlete. I'm a great player. But there's only so much I could I could watch film and try to take away and put in my game. He's he's a different type. He's a special type of athlete. So for me, uh, something that Duke taught us and uh, that I've implemented is just you have to find guys who have a similar skill set to you that's going to help you that you can take something from their game. You know, watching somebody who who's dominant at the next level is great because obviously you want to learn their trace, learn their their tools, but if they're not similar body type or they're not similar athleticism to you, there's very little things you could possibly take from them. So yeah. for me, just the guy who I've been studying so much is Shaq Mason, without a doubt. Just a guy who's done it at a high level for a long time, and he's similar body type to me. Uh, he's uh, not the tallest guy, uh, and I know a lot of people have said that about me as well. And just similar body type uh, comes off the ball every single play. And just how he mixes up his, his sets. He just keeps the pocket firm. And um, I love that about his game. And that's something that I've been studying. A guy like Gabe Jackson, who's mm. a similar guy, similar body type as me as well. Uh, studying his tape, just see how he won at that level, you know, uh, for a long time. You know, he did it. Um, and so those are the two, two guys that I've really studied a lot throughout this process. Just similar body types as me. And uh, just learning what I could take from them and implement my game and just learning how they use their hands when they strike, when they throw, because, you know, similar arm length, similar things of that sort. You just want to learn from those guys who you can take things away from. And, and so for me personally, it's just a big deal to, to be able to just study their tape and know like, okay, these are two guys who I know I've drawn comparisons to. What are they doing to win? Because it's not about, you know, just getting to the NFL. It's about staying in the NFL. How are these guys winning week in, week out? and staying consistent. And, and that's really what I want to do is I just want to become a more consistent player. Great stuff, Willis. Look, man, what, what do you like off the field when you're not strapped up? Are you, do you like to cook? you like to game? What, what are some different things Willis Patrick is doing when you're not strapped up and throwing dudes in the turf? Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, it's just right now throughout this process, it, it, it's been all ball for me, really. But just spending time with my guys, like I told you, uh, it's been a blessing for me to, to still be able to train with two of my teammates right now, you know, Brandon Coleman and, and, and Andrew Coker. We train together uh, right now. So it's just, if we're not there at Sports Academy training, we're we're outside, we're eating together, we're, we're spending time, we're talking ball, and just even getting to meet some of the other guys uh, like Cooper BB, Isaiah Adams, uh, Olu, Patrick Paul, who train with us, just guys like that, man, just great dudes. And just, we get together outside of there and we just talk ball and we just – we, we fellowship, eat food, talk ball, and, and just have a good time, man. That's what it's about to me, just right now through this process, just staying grounded and not letting too many external factors uh, really get in my way of my goal. And that's, and that's to hear my name called in April and after that uh, to be in this league and produce for a long time. Man, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your time at Jackson State, HBCU kid. Me, myself, I went to Coppin State in Baltimore, so I always have a, a soft spot for HBCU guys that where a level of football that goes 
underappreciated every single year. And talk to me about your time at Jackson State and obviously the success and your di- different level of talent that you competed at with Jackson State and going to the Big 12. But your time, man, working under Deion Sanders there at Jackson State. Uh, I loved every single moment of it, man. Um, from the moment, even before I stepped foot on campus, from the moment I posted, I had an offer from Jackson State. Uh, just the coaches, the fans, everybody who's involved with that with that program is just they they embrace you, they love you so much, and it's like they make you feel like you're at home from the moment you step into Jackson, Mississippi, and that was a big deal for me, man. Uh, I've never left Texas, living somewhere. Other than Texas, obviously, I, I'm born and raised in, in Dallas, Texas, and went to Angelo State, which is in Texas. And then Mississippi, man, you, you don't know what to, what you're going to get. You know, you hear things like, oh, Mississippi is in the country and this or that, but you get there and you love it. Me yeah. personally, I got there and I loved it to death. And uh, Coach Prime and that staff, I can't thank them enough for embracing me and giving me the opportunity. You know, nothing was ever promised. Uh, he told me that and he told me, if you want to come in and play right away, you got to take it. You got to earn your opportunity, and that's what I did from day one. And uh, I just love that staff to death. I wish nothing for the best for them. I'm proud of each and every one of them. I try to keep up with them the best as I can. But Jackson was amazing, man. I was able to get my degree from there, so it means a lot to me to to say that I'm able to be an HBCU HBCU alum for the rest of my life and just embrace that. I can't wait to go back for homecomings. I can't wait to go back for the spring games and just support the alma mater in any way that I can. Absolutely. Look, Willis, last one for you, man, for get you out of here. When you look back on your career, first time you ever strapped up as a kid in high school and a heck of a career that you had in college at the multiple spots that you were at, now you're in this pre-draft process with the Combine just a few weeks away in Indy. How special is that moment going to be for you and your family when you hear your, your name called here in these next few months? It, it's going to be surreal. Uh, and I, I'm the type of guy who it still doesn't feel real right now. Just uh, it won't feel real until I get that call. And that's just the type of guy I am. I, I'm going to be working working my butt off till that day because it doesn't feel real to me. It, it just doesn't. I mean, uh, coming from where I came from, it's, it, it was something that I always said I wanted to do. It's like you work towards something and it gets here and it's like, I still don't believe it right now. And, until I hear my name called, uh, and that's when I'll kind of soak in the moment. But for right now, I'm just going to keep busting my behind and just every single day put in everything I have to, to just keep polishing and keep getting better because you know, nothing's promised at all. And so uh, for me, you know, it's going to be a, a great moment, something that I worked my whole career for, my whole life for, um, and it's going to be special. But for me, it, it won't feel real until it happens. And so that's the way I think, and I'm going to keep working until I hear my name called. And um, I, I just thank God for putting me in this position. I wouldn't be here. It's something that I prayed for for so long, and just really to be here and be in this perspective. Uh, it's just crazy, and I'm enjoying every single moment of this process, from training to to working out, to, to being around the guys, to, to meeting with teams, to talking with teams, from the bowl games to everything. I don't take anything for granted because nothing was ever promised throughout this process for me, and so I just take it day by day and try to stay in the moment. And everyone, that is Willis Patrick, interior offensive lineman from TCU. Extremely unique journey for Willis. I mentioned he started out at D2 Angelo State in Texas, transferred to Deion Sanders' program at Jackson State, 
and then went and finished his collegiate career in the Big 12, Power 5 Conference, lived within the middle for that TCU Horned Frogs offense. Remember, TCU went to the college football national championship last year and then comes back this year and, and reboots their offensive line with a guy like Willis who had a hell of a year, again, in the middle. Run game, pass game, had a good week at Shrine. I know he maybe downplayed his ability at Shrine. I thought he had a hell of a week down there in Frisco, Texas, and a guy that's going to be an excellent addition that's versatile along within the, within the interior. Again, run game, pass game, can pull. Just a really, does a really nice job within the interior. Does a lot of different things well within his game. And a team that, again, not only wants a starter, but also some depth and a versatile piece. Again, guard, center. He could do a lot within the middle for an offense. And as well, started out and played some tackle in his career as well. So again, that is Willis Patrick from TCU. Hope you guys enjoyed. We're on Spotify, we're on Pod- Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us at Commanding the Huddle. On Twitter, I'm underscore Ryan Fowler. If you don't follow me there already, a lot more of these prospect interviews to come out for you guys over these next few weeks as we get closer to the combine and towards the 2024 NFL draft. So thank you guys as always for tuning in. I'm Ryan Fowler, and this is Commanding the Huddle. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.